All right, guys, today's going to be all about procrastination. Woohoo! Definitely not a sexy topic, but one that I know every single human being battles. If you were to look me in the eyes and say, Megan, I never battle procrastination. I think I'd have to call you out on that. I shared in a podcast a long time ago, I had my mom on here. It was amazing. And she said, and I'm quoting her, that if procrastination were an Olympic sport, I would have been a many-year gold medalist. So I just want to paint that picture from you. I am speaking as someone that really, really, really struggled with this for a very long time. So I'm excited to have this conversation and tell you the number one tool, the number one thing that has gotten me out of this perpetual state of procrastination. So let's go ahead and jump in. Welcome to the Work-Life Harmony Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Sumrall. I'm the creator of the top program and top planner, teaching all things time management, organization, and productivity for women. I'm also a mom and wife, and just like you, I'm juggling hashtag all the things while running multiple businesses and a family. Guess what? You don't have to feel constantly overwhelmed, exhausted, and stressed out. There is another way. When you have the right systems and tools to plan and manage your time, you can live a life of harmony. This is your show to learn from me and other amazing women how to master your time, planning, and organization to skyrocket your productivity so you can have work-life harmony. If you're ready to stop feeling overwhelmed, this is the show for you. And if you're new here, I'd love to get you started with my work-life harmony assessment. All you have to do is DM me on Instagram at Megan Sumrall with the word harmony, and my team will send it right over. Hey there, welcome back to Work-Life Harmony. Today, we're going to talk about the dreaded P word, procrastination. I was recently asked, kind of being interviewed on my thoughts around procrastination and you know, what are some tools to help people you know, combat this? So I spent quite a bit of time, I went down a lot of different rabbit holes, reading up on different definitions of procrastination, brain science behind it, you know, other people's tips and all that around how to avoid procrastinating. So I'm going to share with you today what the overarching theme was, but then I'm going to give you what I firmly believe to be the number one tool, tip, strategy that you can put in place to really help alleviate procrastinating. So when we talk about procrastinating, it is simply that avoiding doing the thing in the moment that you felt like you should be doing. So, you know, maybe you've got a huge pile of laundry that needs to get washed and you walk by it 20 times. And every time you walk by, you're like, I really need to do the laundry today. And you just keep not doing it. Or you sit down to start your day. You've got a list of things you want to get done. And there's maybe 12 things on that list. And there are five things that you just keep not doing day after day after day. Or for some of us, there's that impending deadline, right? So maybe you've got something due on Friday. You're like, I'm going to get it done on Monday. And then Monday comes around, Tuesday, Wednesday, all of a sudden you find yourself Thursday night, late at night, waiting to the last possible minute to get the thing done. Those are all some flavors of procrastination. Now, when I was you know, doing some reading on this and was doing a lot of Googling around tips to combat procrastination. The overarching tip that was given is one I wholeheartedly disagree with. And that was to every single day, sit down and think about the top and you can put whatever you number you want here. The top three is usually what came up. The top three things, most important things that need to get done that day. And then you don't do anything else 
until those top three things are done. And once those are done, then you are free to tackle anything else on your list of things to do for the day. While I've talked in many other episodes around why I really, really strongly discourage this way of operating for a number of reasons. First of all, it can be paralyzing if you wake up in the morning and you're stuck trying to go, well, what are the most important things? The laundry is important, but then I've got this thing with work, but then I've got this thing with family. And most women tend to feel very anxious about in the moment being you know, forced into this top three things for the day. Another thing is sometimes we have those days that are chock full, you know, kind of from the time we wake up to the time we go to bed with life, things that may not fall into my top three categories. So it's a really busy day with errands, appointments, activities, family, all that kind of stuff that maybe there's a day that goes by where I'm not actually making progress on something I would call my top three. And that needs to be okay as well. So if you're worried that that was going to be where I was going to head down for this, you know, recommendations on how to avoid procrastinating, that's not where we're going to go. The main reason, well, there's really two main reasons why most people I spoke with tend to procrastinate. One is it's a task we just simply don't enjoy doing. We all have them, right? If it's something you love, the chances of you procrastinating are pretty slim. Back to that pile of laundry, right? And we'll touch on that a little bit, but I need you to understand there is a certain element of things in life that we all have to do that we just don't enjoy doing. And there is no amount of, you know, magic wands or whatever that you can put on them to make you love them. But what we can do is get systems in place that help us recognize why now might be a better time than later to do it. So the first reason people typically procrastinate is because it's just something we don't like and don't want to do. Now, the next reason, and this is far more subtle, is we honestly think that we will have plenty of time later to do it because we lack visibility into the next several days, weeks, et cetera, of our life to clearly see that if we don't handle it now, there will be a lot of negative downstream consequences. Thinking back to that, you know, we've got something due on Friday, and then because we put it off on Monday, thinking we'll get it done on Tuesday, but then Tuesday's full. So then we push it to Wednesday, but then an emergency comes up Wednesday. So now it's Thursday. And before you know it, you are staying up late or getting up early and doing the things at the very last minute. Because perhaps on Monday, when you thought, mm, I'm not in the mood to do this task, and you're thinking, I've got the entire week ahead of me, because if you don't have a system in place that has clear visibility for you of where your time is already spoken for, for the remainder of the week, it's easy to fall into a trap thinking we're going to have the time later when in reality, we just might not. So I'm sure you can see where I'm heading with this. This is the number one foundational time management strategy that I will hang my hat on is this concept of weekly planning. Now, I want to give you, if you're new to weekly planning, I'm just going to give you a very brief, brief introduction kind of visually of what I'm talking about. I am talking about having a place, whether it's a physical planner, I use my planner, the top planner, 
or maybe logging onto your, you know, say Google calendar and clicking to the weekly view so that you are seeing in columns with times next to them every single day of the week. And then you're seeing what time is already spoken for. So when I look at my week this week, because again, I'm using my paper planner, I was able to see, I'm actually recording this on a Tuesday. I had a task this morning I really didn't want to do. I just wasn't in the mood for it. I wasn't feeling it. I knew it was going to take me about 45 minutes to do it. But when I looked at the remainder of my week and I saw what I have coming up for the rest of today, for Wednesday, for Thursday, for Friday, I knew that if I did not do it this morning, I was going to have to be working at night one night this week to get that done because I don't see a true, and I say it's a 45 minute task, but then there's the prep and then like the transition after. So really a full uninterrupted hour block of time. I did not see that available to me on my calendar for the remainder of the week, unless I was trying to squeeze it in around family where it's noisy, where there's interruptions and all of that. So because of that, it allowed me to have the conversation with myself this morning to say, Megan, if you don't do this now, you are going to be hating it later this week when you're struggling to have a quiet house, an uninterrupted one hour. And what was likely going to happen was then it was going to require me getting up early on a weekend and attempting to get it done then. And believe me, I'm coming at you from a former, as my mom called me, like gold medalist, world-class procrastinator. I spent years of my life last minuting all the things I didn't like to do simply because I truly lived in belief that there was going to be the time later. And yet, even though time and time again, I was stuck in that last minute chaos, unfun place of squeezing things in, I stupidly the next time would think, well, this time will be better. So when we can have the information in front of us, clearly showing us the realities of what the next week or what the next month looks like in the moment. When we have that little voice on our shoulder saying, I don't want to do this, we can do it later. We need to have a place that shows us ultimately what the consequences of making the decision to not do it now will be. Now, does that mean that maybe sometimes you choose to live with those consequences and say, yeah, you know what? I'm going to take it on and I'm going to deal with it. Maybe you do, but I will bet that the majority of the time, it will give you that final little push that you need to just do the thing that you said needed to be done now, because you will see what the impact is downstream if you put it off. So even if you've never done weekly planning, if you are brand new to it, maybe you're just getting going with it, or if you're somebody that has already mastered weekly planning, Remember, this tool is here to aid you and help you with all of your decision-making. So the next time you find yourself putting off that thing, wanting to procrastinate, ask yourself, realistically, go look at your weekly plan. What time is already spoken for, for the rest of the week? And you know, with my example from this morning, 
do I see another one hour on my calendar of uninterrupted time where the house is quiet, where the family's not here, but all of that hubbub where I'm actually, I needed to be on video. So where I'm actually like showered and, you know, presentable and all of that. Do I see that available to me for the rest of the week? And when you can have that conversation with yourself, it can just be that final, you got this nudge that you can give yourself to jump into action. So I would love for you to share, I mean, weekly planning, again, I believe is the answer to just about anything when it comes to time management, organization, and productivity. But I really wanted to take this time today to highlight specifically how it will help you with procrastination. So I would love to hear the next time you're putting something off, let me know how your weekly plan served you. I hope you have a great week full of non-procrastination. Getting on top of all things time management, organization, and productivity doesn't have to stop just because this episode is over. If you want one tap access to all of my training and current top podcasts, go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Pink Bee app. It's one word, the Pink Bee. It is jam-packed with simple yet powerful tips and strategies to get you out of overwhelm and into harmony. And if you have a question you want me to cover on a future episode, go to iTunes and ask your question in the podcast review section. And while you're there, don't forget to leave a five-star review.